0: Get this full audiobook for free by clicking now the link in the description. It's brought to you by The Book Guide. At this moment, there's a groundswell that is changing people's lives. It can be sensed from the headlines. A former president, shocked by suffering an early heart attack, announces that he has become a vegan. That's an amazing statement. And to back up his conversion, Bill Clinton tells everyone how good he feels and looks. On another front, an extensive study in Spain finds that people who eat a Mediterranean diet, high in fish, nuts and olive oil, can reduce the incidence of heart attacks by one-third. This is the biggest dietary finding in years. Everyone who was weaning themselves off red meat is medically vindicated. The groundswell is moving on many other fronts. The toxins present in processed and manufactured food are less and less acceptable. Organic has become a mainstream word. More people than ever are becoming vegetarians, a lifestyle whose benefits have been known for a long time. In one poll, half of British women describe themselves as basically vegetarian. In a sustainable world, there's no room for the polluting effect of pesticides and herbicides. People are waking up to a new reality, and quickly a completely new way of eating has emerged. I got swept up in the groundswell about five years ago. I was already a good eater. My diet didn't include much red meat and had long ago curbed obvious toxins like alcohol and tobacco. I enjoyed what I ate, and I ate what I enjoyed. But as I looked around at the medical literature, new findings were emerging every day. All kinds of links were being made between sugar and obesity, alcohol and disturbed sleep rhythms, simple carbohydrates and diabetes, and many of these findings affected being overweight. Evidence was piling up that pointed in only one direction. I needed to find the ideal diet because there was every good reason to. Only habit and neglect were keeping me from maximizing the connection between food, body and mind. Not to mention that I was carrying 20 extra pounds. Despite my good eating, I had become a statistic, joining the two-thirds of Americans who are either overweight or obese. I became a statistic despite the fact that I had medical training, motivation, reasonably good habits, no major toxins, and access to any food I wanted. I also knew that going on a diet was futile. Look at the numerous studies that prove over and over that the rebound effect makes you regain the weight you lost on your diet, and then 5 or 10 pounds more. The surplus pounds are your body's way of saying, you tried to deprive me, don't do it again. My solution was to adopt the ideal diet and I did it more or less overnight. There was no reason not to, given all the medical evidence I knew. I eliminated all processed foods. I ate the purest foods, always natural, as much organic as possible. I banished alcohol completely along with fermented foods like cheese. I gave up refined white sugar. I drastically cut back on salt. I gave up red meat, mostly eating chicken and fish, but then moving in the direction of being a vegetarian. I drank pure water. I paid attention to getting proper sleep. Because everything is connected, something like getting a good night's sleep was part of my new way of eating. Lack of sleep throws the balance off between two hormones, leptin and ghrelin, responsible for making you feel hungry and full. People who don't sleep well easily overeat when their body stops sending the right hormonal messages. Belly fat disturbs the same hormones. And what you end up with is a self-perpetuating cycle that is not only unhealthy but potentially dangerous. I didn't worry that I was becoming a purity nut. Nothing in my new eating was imposed. I wasn't motivated by a worry or fear. The simple fact is that normal eating, American style, has gone to absurd extremes. The average American consumes 150 pounds of sugar a year, a grotesque amount of empty calories that wreak havoc with insulin levels and blood sugar. As for our addiction to processed foods, which account for 70% of what Americans eat, take a look at your local supermarket. There are whole aisles devoted to cookies, crackers, other snack foods, soda pop, frozen pizza, and ice cream. Economics rules, and if those foods didn't sell in abundance, they wouldn't get all that shelf space. What's not extreme is to eat naturally, adding the best medical knowledge available. That's what the groundswell has been all about. Attention must be paid, and for the longest time, our society hasn't been paying attention to the distorted way we eat.